And it takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17 to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. That's right, get up. Good morning. Nothing to do to save his life, call his wife in. That's Nothing right, 404, McMonigley with you on the fan. I got you for one more hour until 5 o'clock in the warm-up show, 877-337-6666. All right, real quick, before we get back to the calls, uh, we'll talk about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers real quick as well, but I want to talk to Marco. Marco told me as he was walking out of the last update that he had something for me that I inspired him. And while I'm an inspiring person, and I'm sure I've inspired many of you that are listening right now uh, to actually yes. get a chance to talk to someone where they can tell me how I've changed their lives in the positive way. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. You're, you're, you're a hero. That's in a way, in many ways, actually. Yeah, I've been called that before. I, well, I, one day I'll tell you about how I saved a woman's life in uh, Germany where I, I am a legitimate hero. Who knows how many people are walking around right now huh. because I saved a woman's life in Germany. Germany. I gotta uh, tell you that I didn't see that coming. No, nope. I didn't see where that was. Nuremberg, going. Germany, at six o'clock in the morning. Never forget it. Oh, so I'll tell you that. I'll tell that story one day. Mm. But let's just start with how I'm a hero to you. It's a good tease. Yes, I don't uh, know when I'll do it. One, uh, you got to listen at any moment over the next, hopefully, you know, however many years. <laughs> I'll just spring it on you. I no rhyme or reason. One day you're just going to get the story about how I saved a woman's life in Germany. So to transition to that, yes. we spent a good deal of time talking about wedge salads. We and certainly whatnot. did. Yes, we certainly now, did. I still have no interest in the wedge salad. Yeah, well. But you were breaking my stones qu- quite hard for the idea of the lemon. Yes. Well, because whatever desserts that I didn't know anything about. I, I, I had lemon cake, but I had never yes. had a lemon dessert. I had mentioned I never how thought much, of it. I had mentioned how much Mike Francesa loves the lemon cake from Del Frisco Steakhouse. And then we were just talking about ourselves. And I said, Do you like lemon desserts? I happen to not be the biggest lemon dessert person. I like lemon in my seltzer or lemon in a Diet Coke or something, to speak of Francesa. In my drinks, occasionally I'll put lemon or lemon on chicken, but I'm very... I don't really love lemon desserts. See, I, I don't care about any of that stuff. Okay. But I never really had a lemon dessert minus pound cake. Sure. I didn't... I never thought of it. I right. like different fruits with desserts, but I never had the lemon one. So yeah. I never had lemon, lemon meringue pie or lemon cake or whatever the hell you were talking about. Yeah. So, Which is hard to believe, but okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, I go for different things. What can I tell you? I hear you. So... We happened to be ordering from the diner yesterday. Okay. So now we went through trying to get something for the, the wife, the kids, you know, looking through the kids' menu, look for something for myself. Mm-hmm. Again, fat ass, you wouldn't think, but grilled chicken for me. Wife had a salad, get a burger for the kid, trying to figure out grilled cheese for my daughter. And I'm looking through for the kids and I see lemon meringue pie. And I thought of you. A lemon meringue pie. And I said, you know what? I'm going to get a slice of lemon meringue pie from the diner. There you go. You see? And it's going to get delivered to my house, and I'm going to see what lemon how, how meringue does, pie. How does pie deliver? Does uh, pie deliver all right? Uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in a, a container. It's in its own like, little it, the triangle container. Yeah, it's a container. slice that yeah. they put into the, yeah. the square container. Okay. They put it in there. Yeah, sure. Some of it, the top, you're going yeah, to lose. What are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, that's like a sandwich. You're going to lose some yeah, of the... Meringue. You, get a, you get a parm sandwich, you're going to lose some cheese. Yeah, well, that's, that's that's But meringue itself is a little bit of a unique thing. So how was it? What did you think of it? I was pleasantly surprised. Okay. I, I got to say, I didn't think it was going to be that good. I did not finish the whole slice because, I mean, a slice is enormous. Now, again... I'm not going to sit here and tell you because oh, I'm on a diet. I'm not. Yeah. It was just it was a lot bigger than I thought. Right. And I will admit, after a while, 
seemed a bit much with the lemon. I liked it, <laughs> yeah, but it was a bit, it, it was a bit much. Yeah, I'm not, I was kind of like, okay, that's people tough. make like lemon lemon uh, lemon bars or lemon cakes or lemon cookies. Like I'm not one for that. And I never have been. Even lemon meringue, key lime pie is delicious. I'm a like, key lime. That's about as much as I'll push. That I haven't had. You haven't had key lime. Pie? I haven't had key lime pie. Okay, right, Re- refreshing though. I will say the the lemon was refreshing. Yes, it was. It has. It, has it just it's it, it's you know. And the meringue is good. It's like a little bit of a was it like crunchy yeah, like on top? A, yeah, a like bit? a yeah. whatever that's. It's like a whip, but it was almost like a a firm whip. Yes, yes, nice a, firm. Uh, whip. Yes, almost maybe they they, they fry it up a little, not fry, but like almost like a a Bake. a flame. Is that is that what it is? Almost like a flame. Yeah. Yeah, hey, it was good. I'm not sure how they make meringue. Uh, like, I have no idea. It's egg whites. I'm pretty sure. I don't like, know. I thought it was whipped whites. cream. I had no idea. No, I think it's a, it's whipped egg whites. All right. I, I think. Again, so. good, solid, refreshing. Good. Well, listen, I'm glad I refreshing. can do that for you. Now, now I don't know if I wedge. need to. I, I, no, I don't need the wedge. I'm yes. sorry. I don't need that. You're gonna yeah, iceberg no. lettuce is like a I'll waste t- of lettuce, just, and I don't need bacon dripped in whatever the hell when I'm going to eat a steak. Okay. No, I don't need. One of these days. When's your birthday? September. We gotta wait till September. All right, September. Fleegelman will take us out. And we will go, <laughs> and we will go to a steakhouse, and we will get you the wedge salad. Uh, good to see that you pawned that off on Fleeks. <laughs> Overnight salary can't get can't spring for a dinner. Exactly correct. Can't spring for Listen, a dinner. I, I went to Luger's two weeks ago. You guys are not on the list. Maybe maybe oh. Marco. I mean, oh, very nice. Oh. I appreciate that. Oh, like. You know, like Marco time, just said, yeah. you make the salary, okay. you treat us. All right, well, that's what I'm saying. We've also been working for Fleeks here for how many yeah, years now? Ne- next time I'm asked to, to vote on a, a, a induction to a, baseball, a fantasy baseball league, we'll see how I vote, Fleegelman. We'll see how I vote. Yes. No, so we'll go out to Steakhouse. Yes, you know, I'll I'll pay for my own meal. And hmm. we'll have a good old time. Hmm. And we'll get. The, I'll pay for the wedge. How about that? I'll spring for the wedge. I got to tell you, this doesn't sound appetizing. <laughs> Now I got to go on a night where I'm not working and sit with you. I'm not getting a meal for free, and I'm mm-hmm. eating a wedge that I don't want. I got to yep. tell you, uh, I think I might pass. Okay. Well, you know, do you. Pass. What can I tell you? You're missing out. Lemon cake? Again, average. Even from Del Frisco's, I gotta, you got to get the lemon cake, okay? Ah. <laughs> I think to get Marco to have a nice steak, we'd have to get it at the steakhouse and bring it to Marco's house. Right, exactly. I have to get it delivered. As apparently, we'll just, uh, he doesn't care. We'll, we'll just go buy Chuck at the supermarket and cook it on his radiator. He don't give a damn. I don't. No. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> worst. Get don't. out of here. It's free? Get out of here. The only reason I want to go to dinner with you guys is just to get out of the house. I don't even know well, if I'm allowed. Yeah, well, that was the other thing, too. Like, you, you Marco will go sit at McDonald's if it gets him out of the house. You doesn't matter. You hadn't been I told the- you, I'll sit in the ayahuasca cave with Aaron Rodgers. What do you want to do? You sit there for three <laughs> days? No speaking? No good? All good. Whatever. You paying? I'm out of the house? We're good. No kids, right? Just paid to sit in a dark room with Aaron Rodgers? Bro, no kids, three days, I'm good. I don't care where the hell we're going. I'm not even kidding. You're laughing. I'm not kidding. No, you sit in there with him with, like, night goggles, and anytime he needs something, you go get it, you know, out of the fridge or something so he doesn't have to trip and stub his toe. Sure. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that for you. I got night goggles, so now I can read on top of it? Yeah, no, you hang out. Bro. Maybe even an iPod or something. I I was good with just a book. Now now, now you're getting fancy. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, yeah, but no, but you, when was the last time you said you were out? Like, it's been like 20 years since you went to a steakhouse with your friends? Uh, I, I've only been to a steakhouse a couple times. Oh, yeah, man, it's got to be. Get out. It's probably like, um, I don't know, maybe a bachelor party when I was 25 ish. So, yeah, probably about 20 years ago. Oh. Easy. Since, since the last time you were at a steakhouse, period? Probably, yeah. Oh, man. We definitely... I've been working nights and overnights for what, that. 15 years now? I'm a total you, you loser. Work seven days a week? Have you had nothing to celebrate? 
in 20 years? The problem is we no. also, like, we can't no. even set a date. Like, when I used to work, when it was JJ and Harris on the overnights, we would set a date. We would go out earlier because our shifts all started around the same time. We can't even do it with Marco. I know. He starts working three, four hours before we do. That's a good point. Yeah. I'm starting to feel like Costanza. I like to read the daily news. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are making me more depressed as I try to drive home now. I mean, what the hell? Well, I, yeah, what are your hobbies? I'm aware I got nothing going right. for me. Like, I don't have to be told that every night. I see that. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to force you into anything you don't want to do. I'm glad. I, 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 oh, I worked in. That. I worked in lemon meringue pie. I right now, I'm that. taking that as a win. You want to take me to a place where I can't afford on a day oh, where I'm not working? Once in a while, you can afford a steak. Stop it. A steak. Instead, yeah. steakhouse. Uh, that, and you're going with a bunch of people, and I know how this works. You all sit around, you all drink, you get all the, the fancy stuff, you get your freaking wedge salad, all yeah. of a sudden we're splitting it three ways. That's right. I'm paying for everybody else to eat and drink. Well, you could have the wedge salad and you can I drink. I don't want the wedge salad. I don't really drink, so all right. it kind of messes that up. You don't drink at all? That's nah, another I thing don't. you don't drink? No. Nah. At all? Nah. Ever? No. Nah. I mean, I have, I, I you know. No, I'm not a drinker. We are different, you and I. Yes. Yes, we are. many, many yes, we ways. <laughs> well, it's because I'm a strange bird. It's just nobody knows this. Nah, well, we're learning. Yeah, Thank see? you. Yep. I'm here to please. Well, please get out. Good. Great. Thank you very much, Marco. Marco Belletti, ladies and gentlemen. Lemon rank pie and about nothing else. 877-337-6666. He doesn't drink. He doesn't eat cake. He doesn't like steak. That's, that's a that's a that's a tough nut to crack right there. That is a tough nut. 877-337-6666. We opened the show a little bit with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Just because as I'm watching this football and we get ready for a championship game, it's time to be a little positive because we're miserable about where we are. Our football team stink. Apparently, Aaron Rodgers isn't allowed to play golf. That's apparently either selfish or he's lying about hole-in-ones. And I just felt like, you know what, we are, we, it's overkill. We're overkilling as we watch these games. We're overkilling the Kelseys. It's overkill on, on, on Taylor Swift. And apparently, it's overkill on, on going after Aaron Rodgers. Let me tell you something right now. I believe in Aaron Rodgers, and I believe in the Jets next year. And I'm watching the landscape of this division now that we've seen Buffalo continue to get to the top of the mountain and completely fail when they see the Kansas City Chiefs. And now that now you're talking about a team that's over the cap, a team that the, the most dynamic part of the team has been Allen and Diggs for these years, and that looks like a, a duo that's no longer going to be a part of Buffalo, let alone successful. And a team that I don't know if I have confidence in, yet again, figuring out a way to play well in that division where their roster might have to change. The head coach is probably under scrutiny now that the, that the season has failed. And some of the other things that went on, the storylines that weren't a big deal might resurface. So who knows what coach lands there, if there is even a coaching change. But I've seen Buffalo now. I've seen Miami be a paper tiger. And besides maybe that one Dallas Cowboy win, not beat a single good team all year long and not be able to have their offense and that passing game function unless it's in their building, unless the circumstances are perfect, unless they're in a dome, if there's any wind, if there's any rain. I'm concerned about them. I can see the different quarterbacks. We saw, obviously, Lamar, uh, Trevor Lawrence and the Jags completely fold. You got Cincinnati, right? Oh, the, the gauntlet that is the AFC. Jacksonville's not nearly as good as you thought. They, they lost six out of seven games down the stretch to blow a division when they were eight and three. You've got the Cincinnati Bengals and Burrow, who, you, yeah, is great, but what, two out, of the half, two out of the last four years, he ends the season with injury and surgery. 
and he's going to lose his offensive coordinator to Tennessee Titans as they're going to hire Brian Callahan to be their next head coach. Like I look around the AFC. It's probably the worst, despite the fact they're back in the championship game. We all talked about it. It's probably the worst Kansas City's been in a while, and I think that's an indictment on the AFC more than it is even just a praise of the Kansas City Chiefs. And as I look around the landscape and I think about what this quarterback can be inside this offense and inside a team with that defense, I think we could be looking at a much better Jet team than we think. And as I move forward here and we get ready for this championship game, the more I think about it, the more I'm still gung-ho, as gung-ho as I was, if not more, than I was to start the year last year. If he can stay healthy and this defense continues to play, we saw, I mean, you know, Brees Hall emerged in the second half of the year as one of the more, if not the most dynamic runner in the sport. We know how good Wilson is. Go out there, get another wide receiver, whether it's Evans in free agency or whether it's Adams via trade or whether it's drafting one with the 10th pick. Find another way to get another dynamic offensive weapon. Go about fixing the offensive line. Bring that defense back and give it the confidence in the offense that they haven't had in forever. And tell me how they're not just as good as Buffalo. And tell me how they're not good, just as good as the paper Tigers that are the Miami Dolphins. Oh, we heard all about them, and we knew the offense was going to be great, and Hill was going to have 2,000 passing yards. And then what happens? They get in a little cold, and they can't throw the football. They're in, a, they're in a precise timing offense, and if they don't have precise timing, there's no offense. I look around the landscape of the AFC, and I don't care. I'm telling you, Jet fans, be a little optimistic that a, a year from now, this week, we might be just talking about how the Jets are playing this week and the championship week. Maybe, just maybe. And I'm tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers is this, Aaron Rodgers is that. Aaron Rodgers is one of the great quarterbacks to ever play the game. Right? He's a little bit of a head case, sure. Do I like everything he said? No. Was it laughable when he gets on a podium and says the Jets need to stop doing anything that doesn't have to do with winning and stop with all the outside noise? And then he goes on Pat McAfee and goes on 10-minute anti-COVID, anti-Jimmy Kimmel, anti-Fauci rants? Yeah, I thought it was pretty damn ridiculous. But this team believes in him. He just went out and took the offensive line out on a golf trip, and that's a negative. Everything's a negative. You know what's not a negative? Or you know what it is a negative? Trevor Simeon being your quarterback. You know what's a negative? Zach Wilson being your quarterback. And you were about to switch from Zach Wilson, arguably the worst quarterback in the league, to a Hall of Fame quarterback in Aaron Rodgers. And I don't I don't think the AFC is that gauntlet we all thought it was. 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the phones real quick before we uh, take you to 5 o'clock in the warm-up show. Johnny and Fishkill. What's up, Johnny? Hey, Christopher. How you doing, my friend? Well, I'm doing well, Johnny Fur. How, what's going on? Well, listen, I, I couldn't – I, I must have put it on right when you uh, hit right on the third and fourth line on the Rangers. I have been saying this for probably the last couple of years, but this year more importantly. Yeah. Of the third and fourth line is dead. This team is not going to go anywhere unless Drury does something to do – to. You've they got need to some rectify depth. the third and fourth line. They and need some depth, have, no this, doubt about this it. This is what's killing me. We get two number one picks back-to-back, yep. back, which will never happen again in my well, life. Well, they got a number I, number two and then a number one, yeah. Yep, correct. And, and think about it. Hughes and Coppo were actually, we didn't even know until the very last day which way the Devils were going to go. So right. Basically, that was very – why is it 
the, these teams, the Devils, Chicago with Bedard, yeah. they take their number one picks, Christopher, and they put them on the top line. Yep. They put them on the top power play. Yep. They put them on the top number one line. No, what the Rangers do, we put you on the 34th line. Yep. We make you make your way going to the top line. We make them, like, it blows my mind. No, you're, you're not wrong. We get a number one pick, Chris, and we make their – it goes back to the days of Kovalov when they told them, stop shooting the puck. We will never have to – we will never have a 50-goal scorer. They ruined these two kids. They well, put these two kids who are goal scorers. These kids were goal scorers, Chris, and that defenseman, Lafreniere and Koppel, that was their job when we got them. Put the puck in the net. And we told them when they got here, go to the third line. Go to the fourth line. Earn your way on this team. Yep. Like, we had – Wonderful well, team. I, yeah, I mean, the, the, a couple of different things. You're you're not wrong. You're right. Um, they were trying to win at the same time. The Devils allowed Hughes to come in and, and make mistakes and play and be at the top line, be at the top of the power play. You're right. Because yep. they, they, they put... Bizarre. And they, they make the all-star team. They put we that... Three, three years on our guys, and we haven't even made the all-star team yet. Right, come I understand. On. But they, because they put... Because they put him ahead of winning, and the Rangers never did. And I don't know, I understand your point. I, I get it. On some level, I do understand what the Rangers were doing with that. I mean, you don't want to, you're trying to win. They were in a different position than the Devils were. Right, but but I agree like with you. you. I agree with you. It is frustrating to have uh, to have Capo Caco and Lafonier be the, to have back. Yeah, I get, all right. I, I get your point, Johnny. I'm sorry. I need you to just let, let me talk a little bit. Um, But I get your point. It's fr- it's frustrating that they had back to back Todd. They they when they won the lottery for Lafreniere, it was a you couldn't believe it after picking Capo Caco uh, second overall, and that was a Lafreniere draft. He was going to be the number one pick, no doubt. Whoever had the number one pick, and he's been underwhelming. Now he's he's got off to a good start this year, but no, he is not like we've seen other NHL stars hit the ground running. Or you know, eventually like Hughes, they let him fail. They let him play more. They gave him ice time. They let him develop with the top line on the power play one. You're right. And the the Rangers have not done that. The Rangers did not do that. Now, the Rangers had other guys. I mean, you know, um, but, yeah, it is frustrating that they have not developed. Totally agree. And to your original point, the depth on this team needs to improve. And I think you're going to see Drury go out there and try and improve it. Uh, You know, you've got... Uh, Capo Caco just coming back, you know, not too long ago. Hopefully he's going to get his, his, his legs underneath him. Um, it sounds like Filipinos, you know, he's heading back to New York. Uh, I'm assuming that means he's made some progress in his recovery. I, I, you know, he would be a, a big piece of this team too, if he can come back, but yeah, they need depth. They need some depth. They need some scoring. They need to figure out a way. Those are the two things they really need. They need to, they need depth. They need to figure out a way to score when they're not on the power play. Because right now, you watch the Rangers. If they don't score a goal or even two on the power play, they're not going to win. They're they're completely reliant on their power play. And the goalie and the defense is a little shaky. So I don't feel that. I, right now, I agree. They're about, for a team that's got 60 points and in first place and really got off to a tremendous start and have you know, played average, they're, five, they're four, five, and one over the last 10 for a team that got off to such an amazing start and is in first place and 60 points, second most, tied for second most in the East, you would think I'd feel a lot better about them than I do. If they got into a playoff series right now, I'd be, I'd be concerned. And I, I, I thought I would have felt better about them. The Bear in the Bronx. What's up, Bear? 
How are you? Good, man. How are you? Not bad, Chris. Uh, I don't know about that Aaron Rodgers thing, though, that you've been talking about. Yeah. You know, they're going to... They're going to have to get an offensive line. They they go out and improve the offensive line. You don't have to have an you don't have to have an incredible offensive line. You just need to have a solid offensive line, or or an yeah, average offensive line. But, but, but they don't have that. Well, they and, they got they're going to have they got to go out in the in the in in free agency or in the draft or via trade. They got to get one. I totally agree. They got to do that. Yeah, that but I mean, who who's I mean, we're watching. I'm watching the highlights right now of the, the the Houston Texans. Who's their offensive line? And let me ask you a question. And let me ask you a question. Did not did yeah. the offensive line not play better with Trevor Simeon than it did with Zach Wilson? You're talking about Aaron Rodgers improving the offensive line. You got Vera Tucker coming back from injury, and you'll have Aaron Rodgers under center. Aaron Rodgers, who knows how to manipulate the 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 blocking <laughs> scheme, who knows how. I mean, he he knows the offense. He's going to help the offensive line immensely. He's not going to turn it into a great offensive line, but the offensive line gets better with him under center. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, well, but you know you know why it works out with, with teams like Houston and Cincinnati that don't have good offensive lines? Why is you that? want to know why? Because they're young quarterbacks. Rodgers is not a young quarterback. That doesn't, that doesn't matter. I mean, that doesn't matter. Uh, oh, come on. It doesn't matter. Look, like, he knows how to get rid of the football. I'm telling you, and he's and he's been someone who can scamper for five yards. Wait, you've watched Burrow play. I mean, Burrow can escape the pocket here and there. And same thing with C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud's not is not Lamar Jackson. Stroud's not Allen. Stroud stands in the pocket and throws the football down the field. They, 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 they might be young, but they're not they're not incredible athletes who run all over the place. There are there are a couple of those, but that that's not necessarily. Aaron Rodgers knows how to get rid of the football. I'm telling you, you guys are obsessed with the offensive line. I understand it's ruined some seasons. I get it. But, I mean, it's ruined seasons under Zach Wilson. The off, the, the Giants' offensive line has ruined seasons for Daniel Jones. You're talking about one of the handful of greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. In an offense, he knows backwards and forwards. He's going to make the offensive line much better. Now, they still have to go out and get offensive linemen. Totally agree. They got at least two spots to go fill. Makai Becton is no longer in the cards, I wouldn't think. They got to go improve the offensive line. But it looked better with Simeon down the stretch, did it not? The line will get better with the better quarterback play. He'll change a lot of stuff. All those pre, the, the, the pre-snap penalties, Aaron Rodgers will help with that too. He'll help with a lot, believe me. Maury and Belmore, what's up, Maury? Tonight is your night, bro. Tonight is your night, bro. What you got? Uh, so why can't you, and, and I'll chip in, or maybe even pay, me, you, well, take the two boys to Lucas, all right? My treat, okay? The, yeah. the show would not run. The show doesn't <laughs> run without uh, Marco and, and my man, Afleeks, okay? I understand. Of course not. Who says it does? I, I need I them. Say, I would love to take them. They can get a wedge, an edge, a line, pecan, whatever the heck they want. That right, sounds we'll that sounds that sounds fantastic, we'll Maury. Well, because Marco doesn't get out often. I'm no, Maury. Yeah, he's he needs, on the table like a caveman. Marco needs to get out more often. There's no doubt about it. We'll figure that out another day. But listen, I offensive line people have been talking. Ask ask Al uh, about offensive. No, line. I know. It takes a 
all day long. I know. That. They've, I, been, I, they've been conditioned to blame the offensive line for everything. And if they don't have a great I'll offensive line, line, it won't work. You can't, exactly. you can't draft. Uh, it's, it's funny, too, because what makes it work, that caller just said, what makes it work is a young offense, a young, uh, a young quarterback. That's funny because yeah. I've been told left and right the Giants can't draft a quarterback because they don't have an offensive line. So if, because of the offensive line, you can't have a young quarterback, you can't have an old quarterback, you can't have an, uh, you, know, you need Lamar Jackson, otherwise you don't have an offensive line. Good yeah, enough to, to make it work. It's so true, and I think it's not the offensive line. It's the plays. It's the way you move them. It's the way you set. It's so it's, much it's, more. It's, it's, it's a combination of offense. it. You can't just have a bunch of yeah. stiffs out there, but also Rodgers will help. That's all. Yeah, I think you're right. Just to look down, seeing what's there, what isn't, getting rid of the ball faster. There's so many things and intangibles that he has that that offensive line is maybe third or fourth most needed because you have a quarterback like that. In other cases, you got a rookie, you need a solid offensive line. So you, you make well, sense. Yeah, no, but I, the the young quarterback—that's why it works. You know, it's it's just yeah. uh, people. It doesn't matter if the quarterback if if the offense functions, the offensive line's good. If the offense doesn't function, the offensive line's bad. That's it's particularly where the New York fan has been, and that's where he is right now. He blames the offensive line for all the failures. That, that's just how it is. Yeah, and it sounds like you know I'm going to switch to baseball quick. It sounds like Paxton's going to go to the Dodgers. So yes. that means there's only one or two starters left. They're done. I still want Neris. I still want Neris. Yes. Uh, him out of the bullpen and maybe Wandy, but I, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have to figure out who the, the fifth will be. But well, no, I mean, the, the, right now I think the fifth is is uh, is Clark Schmidt. You got you got Nestor. I mean, you got uh, Cole. You got Rodon. You got Nestor. You've got uh, Stroman, and you've got uh, I just said his name. I'm losing my mind. Clark Schmidt. That's the five right there, Maury. That's the five right there. You got Cole, you got Ro- Rodon, you got Stroman, you got Nestor, you got Clark Schmidt. That's your top five. And they sign Luke Weaver. There's your six. And then they'll give you a couple of farm system guys as seven, eight. That's it. They're done. I'm telling you, the Yankees are done with the rotation. And it's not, I'm not, and I'm not happy about it. You hear that, Brian Cashman? I'm not happy about it. The fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount Plus. All right, 434. McMonagle here with you. 877-337-6666. 66. So, you know, I haven't done a um, Daddy, Why are You Still on the Potty in a while, so let's do Daddy, Why are You Still on the Potty? This is where I tell you what I was watching on my phone as I hid from my children in the bathroom, which we all do. You know you do it. You go in there for, you know, reasons, legitimate reasons, and then you hang out a little bit after you're done just to hide, and your wife knows it too. She'll she'll give you the Chris. I'm like, okay, enough. And today was a interesting one. I saw the teaser. I guess the the full length short is out now. But my man Paulie Shore, who I do find funny, and Biodome is a guilty pleasure of mine. I do find Biodome pretty funny, and is a, a movie that reminds me of my childhood. But um, he's doing a Richard Simmons, or he's he's attempting to get a Richard Simmons movie made, and so he made like a a nine or ten minute short film. And he released like a little bit of a trailer, and there's like a nine minute short film. I guess he like played it at the Cannes, the Cannes Movie Festival as well. Like he's trying to get enough. Uh, I guess nobody wants to fund the movie. I guess, and apparently, 
Richard Simmons is totally against it. Who's he's kind of become a little bit of a a hermit, uh, and uh, uh, you know someone who stays inside and doesn't talk. He hasn't spoken in forever, but he reached out to media outlets saying he has nothing to do with this movie. He wants no part of it. But just watching the teaser, like Paulie Short looks just like him. I, I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around the idea of what a Richard Simmons movie would be like. I mean, I guess the last couple of years were interesting because he had that whole thing where they thought he was being held captive by his nurse or something. Like, I forget the story exactly, but like that might be interesting. But and how he became into how he came into popularity, dancing, uh, you know, jazzercising or whatever, dancing to the oldies. I'm 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 wondering how interesting a Richard Simmons movie would be. But I'll tell you what, Paulie Shore looks just like him. I couldn't get over the, it's, it's, he's the right guy. I, I, if, I wonder if Paulie Shore just like grew his hair out one day and was looking in the mirror and like, you know, it would be a great comeback for me. If he's like, I could play Richard Simmons, man. I look just like him. I'd be perfect. Get me right back. I win me an Oscar. They're going to put me in the movies. 877-337-6666. That's what I watched. I watched Richard Simmons' uh, uh, tease starring Paulie Shore. Go check it out. It looks interesting. I hope he gets his movie made. I, I like Paulie Shore. He's a funny dude. A couple of terrible movies, but a couple of classics. Encino Man. I like Biodome. What was that movie where he's a cowboy or he's dating a cowboy? He's always best friends with a cowboy in college, and she went went back... And he lived on the farm for a while. There's a lot of Polish short movies. Adam in Center Reach. What's up, Adam? Hey, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. Uh, first off, I honestly don't think the Jets are going anywhere. I still think Buffalo's going to be the better team in that division. Yeah, I'm just. I, I, I thought better. I, I I thought more highly of Buffalo before this year. I now I'm concerned about them. I just think they. If you look at the numbers, they're cap. They're they're in a, they're they're already over the cap big time. I, I don't think. Allen and Diggs are are a legitimate threat anymore. Uh, Diggs looks like he's lost a step. He obviously drops this ball, but really, since they made the change at offensive coordinator and they took off and started winning games, it was almost a, a void of Allen and Diggs, which I think is when they're at their best. And so I just I I don't know. And 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 the same thing with the the Dolphins. I don't trust them. And I just think this window right now for the Jets can be as good as we hoped it would be. I think this year has soured people a lot on Aaron Rodgers, and understandably so. But the fact of the matter is, he's still a great player, two years now removed from back-to-back MVPs. And this defense, while not the 85 Bears, is still legit. And as I look around the landscape of the AFC, I think now you could legitimately throw questions at Burrow and his injuries, and now he's lost his offensive coordinator. You can legitimately throw questions at Lawrence because the Jags absolutely blew a division when they were up when they had an eight and three record and figured out a way to lose the division to the Texans. I think you could look at uh, um, obviously Herbert in LA. I will see what kind of coach ends up going there, and so that might change my mind. But ultimately, I mean, who's been more disappointing than the Chargers and Herbert? Like, all of a sudden, there's a gauntlet of young, talented quarterbacks. Now, you add uh, C.J. Stroud to the mix, to be fair. You have to now add C.J. Stroud to that mix. But ultimately, I just feel like the landscape of the ANC, this this gauntlet of young, talented quarterbacks and these teams that are going to be battling forever, and, and then even the Chiefs, I think it speaks as much about the lack of good teams in the AFC 
that they're back in this championship game as it does about them because this was the worst team they've had. This is the worst This is the worst version yeah. of the Chiefs we've seen, and yet here they are back in this game, and it speaks to them, and it speaks to Mahomes, and it speaks to Andy Reid. But for me, it also speaks to the idea of Miami's not much competition, and the Bills are the same thing year in and year out. So you know what? Maybe this isn't that big a gauntlet, and maybe all you have to do is overcome Mahomes and uh, and Lamar Jackson, and you're right there with every other team in the in in the AFC. So I, I think they're closer than people. I think that the idea that this year went so bad, and now we hate Aaron Rodgers so much, and we want to we want to kill him for everything. And he was never really going to play. He was lying about coming back from the injury, and everything's overblown. And he goes on these uh, vaccine rants and and Fauci rants, and I, I you know, and and believe me, they're ridiculous. I I think they're as ridiculous as anybody thinks them. But the fact of the matter is, I think he's an excellent football player, and I and I think the the team believes in him, and I think they're going to be a lot better than people want to give them credit for. So Tom was definitely going to tell on that. But switching gears real quick, um, on, on the Islanders, I want to ask you, um. Other than maybe moving Alves or Wallstrom up, maybe because he's been playing a lot better now, he should be on the front line. Uh, maybe Andrews Lee hasn't found himself since he came back from injury. Maybe yeah. him a little bit more. What, what's the one piece we can, we can bring up right now or oh, bring in from the Bridgeport or maybe uh, see what is out there? I, the minor leagues don't have any, many trade assets because of the years of depletion. What, what can you just do to give a little punch or kick into this? team right now yeah i i think they just i think they just did it with the head coach i think that's what they're looking to do i think they want to see what this team is i think they thought you know lambert uh did not get the most out of them that they were playing uh you know soft uninspired hockey really i mean if you if you look at the way they played the amount of games they've blown and leads they've blown and uh Turnovers late in games they just what, what was it a week ago a week and a half ago they blew a game with seven seconds left uh, a game that was destined for overtime, and they blew it. Like that's they've just played uninspired hockey, and I think right now with the idea of the trade deadline still a little bit of, uh, a ways away, and that they are you know two points out of a playoff spot right now behind the Lightning, they're two points behind Tampa Bay with a game in hand. Uh, I would say that right now, you know. I'm sure they could use depth. They could use some different pieces. I don't know what they would attack. I've, if I, I, you know, I have no idea about the the farm system of the Islanders. I'll be honest with you. I just, I have no idea. I'll be fair with you. But what I do know is that they're looking for that spark through their head coach, and that's what that's why Patrick Wilde's brought here. I mean, he's brought here because of the feisty, fiery nature that he has. His uh, what happened in in Anaheim, and the idea that he believes this team needs a shakeup. Lou Lamorello loves doing this. Sometimes he puts himself behind the bench. But Lou Lamorello loves making these changes midseason. He loves bringing in a coach that changes the dynamic completely of the team. Like, this is a completely different head coach with a completely different demeanor. And I think that's the initial thing. That where, where do they get that spark? Right now, they're looking at it at the head coach position. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Testaverde will take the snap, go to one knee. This game is over. The Jets lock up their first playoff appearance since 1991 on a 21-16 victory over the Miami Dolphins. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, we're at the uh, the end of our five-hour midnight ride. 
I can't help myself. Every time I hear that stupid thing. <laughs> he does it twice in there. 448. We're a few minutes away. Tomorrow, I got you at 2 o'clock in the morning. And then at then another five-hour midnight ride. We're kind of alternating. Th- 2 a.m. midnight. 2 a.m. midnight. That's what it'll be for this week. Tomorrow, we'll have the announcement of the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. I'm a baseball geek, so I get up for it. You know that. It is Yankee Hot Stove. I am a baseball geek. And there is something that bothered me, and, and Fleegelman mentioned I teased it never paid it off. So I'll give it to you real quick before we get to the phone calls to end the show. There's a baseball player out there right now who just hates baseball, and it bothers me. And I don't know why it bothers me. He's not on my team. But it just annoys the hell out of me when, you know, people badmouth their own sport or whatever, and particularly a guy like this. And Anthony Rendon, who is making an absurd amount of money with the Angels, one of the worst contracts in Major League Baseball after, you know, having really good years with Washington. Um, and I believe winning a championship with Washington. He came to L.A. and he has hardly played. Now, to be fair, it's injury. I'm not saying he's trying to get injured. But it doesn't seem like he wants to ever come back. He just misses time all the time. He attacks fans in the stands. And now, in an interview... He's quoted as saying, yeah, 162 is just too much, man. We need to shorten this thing up. We need to shorten this bad boy up. He doesn't want to play baseball. And I don't know why it bothers me, but it does. It bothers me that a guy like this who then, you know, will go into the stands and attack, you know, Oakland A's fans and and try and grab them and who takes the money and has no desire to play, doesn't care if he wins or loses. Like, it's just, like, you watch him, the the lack of inspiration that you see when you see this guy walk onto the field is a joke. And now he wants to shorten the 162, which for me is blasphemy. I don't care. I know a lot of people agree. The people in the sport shouldn't agree. I want as many games as possible. 162 is not enough. I think I think 185 is perfect. Give me a 200-game season. That's what I want. Because I love the sport. And it bothers me. Got to shorten the bad boy up. Shorten what bad boy up? Stop it now. Well, the, the season is short for you. You play 12 games a season, Anthony. For about a hundred and about $200 million. You bum. Shorten this bad boy up. How dare you? Don't shorten it up. Too many people are out there trying to say the same thing, Anthony. I don't hear it. Pat in the Bronx, what's up, Pat? Mr. McMonigle. What's up? You want to see 162 Met games, do you not, Pat? Uh, have you been in a City Field when the Mets are out of it? Have you sat uh, in unfor- the unfortunately, unfortunately, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I have, but why? You, you want to play less than 162? There, there are teams all over the place that, that have empty empty uh, haunted mansions where people are, are not seeing games. So, listen, about the owner of the Mets, he's not an idiot. He can't afford to lose $200 million a year. And I think that we have a lot of bad feeling going towards him. After all that bad feeling about Steve Cohen, the big spending bad boy, he's going to ruin the game. Look at what the Dodgers did. It's about time we took a step back and realized that, uh, that uh, Cohen is trying to improve the game by putting better players in New York. I don't, uh, you're, you're kind of confusing me with what your point is. 
My you point is that there's a lot of bad feeling in New York toward the Mets. So there's a lot of bad feeling about the flushing expanse to try to make that into a nice place yeah. like downtown Pittsburgh and, and all these places that have become beautified yeah. by owners who spend freaking money. When one tried to bring the Islanders a big complex in Long Island, oh, we don't want to pay the taxes, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that. It increases the value of the city and of the fans and makes everything more beautiful. That's my opinion. Yeah, well, I, 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 th- I wasn't sure what your baseball point was early on, but yes, I agree with you. I agree that he should want to uh, improve that area, especially that area. There's plenty of room for it. It would be great. I, I welcome it. Casino down there. Let's go see a Met game and play blackjack. I'm in. I I think it'd be great. I I thought your point was is that he's not. I'm I'm confused. Look at the Dodgers. I I don't know. I'm disappointed in this year's offseason. That's all I know. If I'm a Met fan, I'm disappointed in this year's offseason. There's no reason they can't go get a bat. There's no reason they can't add a uh, – there's a, there's multiple guys right-handed to give them a one- or two-year contract. There's they, there's no reason Montgomery or a legitimate starting pitcher that you can count on can be part of this rotation without ruining the future plans. There are things I, that made sense to avoid as you're building, and then there are things that makes make sense to add to try and bolster this team this year. It, it, I'm confused on the Mets' plan. And I don't believe, and right now they expect to have a team that competes. They can expect it all they want. Let's see if they actually hold themselves accountable if it doesn't turn out that way. I doubt it. I remember Evan going on and on about how well, now he has to live up to that. I don't think he does at all. No one's going to hold him accountable because we all understand that's a wink, wink, hey, we should. And then when we don't, well, we should have. We didn't, you know, it didn't work out that way, but we're better for it next year. Woo It's absolute garbage. I think this Mets season is this Mets offseason has been absolute garbage. And I'm disappointed in the Yankee one. And they got one Soto. The Yankees didn't go all in the way they should have. They should have added a starting pitcher that was a clear number two. They didn't. We're we're relying too much on Carlos Rodon. But the Mets, they don't I mean, they didn't even bother to add a I mean, yeah, sure. Wow, if Severino if Severino reverts back to what he was five years ago, I hope I sure hope so. If Manaya pitches more like the pitcher he threw the last four starts of last year as opposed to the guy he's been for the last year and a half, yeah, I mean, I hope so. But, I mean, I, I just don't understand the thought process that you can't add some payroll to this team. Short-term deals. I mean, if Montgomery isn't going to be here long enough to be part of the winning plans, how long do you – like? how does he not work into your timeline? How does Montgomery not work into your timeline? And how does giving him that contract hurt you? You're going to need starting pitching. You're gonna, what, are you going to develop an entire rotation? Um, I'm baffled by the Mets offseason. Eddie and Rockland, what's up, Eddie? Hey, C, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? You, you brought up Edmund. You know, I heard him the other day. I wanted to ask you about this because you said you were uh, connected to him. He was talking. Uh, that he doesn't want Detroit. He doesn't want Detroit to win. Yes, because that'll elevate them above the low-level Jets. Yes, Detroit, Michigan, and the Ford Company. You don't want them to win. Come on, man. That's a typical Jet fan. Yes. Well, I mean, he's not. Yeah, he's cried, not. He's not they, thinking about the people cried, of Detroit. He's thinking about himself. They cry and cry <laughs> that they they want this and they want that. And they want sympathy and they don't want to see Detroit win. 
I don't think I don't think anybody wants sympathy. He wants to win, and he wants to. He doesn't right now. No, 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 no. He doesn't want Detroit to be good because he doesn't want an, another team to be elevated higher than the Jets. Correct, because they're at the bottom. Don't you want to see a team? Don't no. you want to see a team win that's never had it before? No, not particularly. Why? Why would I want that? Really? Yeah, I mean, wow. I'm, I'm, o- for De- I'm open to that. For Detroit. No, I'm going to be on San Francisco because I think it'll, I think it'll make for a better Super Bowl. Why do I? What do really? I? Care, why do I care Detroit. about Detroit? They had their two wins. They had a, 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 the, their two wins in their Super building. Bowl is not bigger than San Francisco winning a Super Bowl. You out of your mind? Brother. But I'm, no, I'm not saying it's bigger. I'm saying I don't. I, I like the game better. I think. I don't think they can. You know. I, Listen, I, look what I think the matchup is better. Baltimore, San Francisco is a better matchup. Let me just say one thing. Evan doesn't understand. Detroit has already surpassed them. Okay, they have Barry well, Sanders that they that welcome to the building. The Jets they've never been let, to a Super uh, Bowl. The Jets, Jets at least Jets, have a Super Bowl. Jets, win. Never, Jets never, don't even bring Namath, and he hasn't even met Zach Wilson yet. That's a, that's what being a Jet is about. Okay, don't you know, even compare the two. Okay, yeah, and Barry and Sanders loved being and Barry Sanders loved being a Lion so much he ran out. Uh, you know, five, three me, years earlier than he could have. Yes. Back the way the way Detroit's playing right now. When yes. was the last time you saw the Jets play that well? Give me a year. Thirteen years you have ago. To go back what? Thirteen years. Got to go back. Thirteen right. years. Okay. So don't you tell have to me go back. That. And when's the last time tell you saw Evan, the? When's the last time you saw the Lions tell, play this well? Thirty. Years tell ago. Evan. Tell Evan that the, the Detroit has already surpassed the Jets. Yeah, you tell Evan, Eddie. Uh, I'm not going to tell Evan. You tell Evan. I'll talk to Evan the next time he orders Grubhub. But I don't. Listen, I don't I – d- I understand where he's coming from. They're at the bottom of the NFL. The Lions are one of the teams that have never made the Super Bowl. The Lions are right there as a losing franchise, could never make it work, and they're right there with the Jets, and the Jets are right now a franchise, and you can understand the fan base is furious with the, with the team because it's been 13 years. And so why would you want – he's used to seeing the 49ers win. He's used to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs win. He's used to seeing some of these teams win. I, I understand the idea of not wanting the low teams who who will now embody so, will do something that you couldn't do. If they win, that's some they will now have risen and done something the Jets haven't been able to do. If they win this next game, the the lowly Lions who haven't been in a Super Bowl ever and haven't won a championship since '57 are going to be in a Super Bowl, and the Jets haven't been there since 1969. What's the difference if the if the 49ers make another Super Bowl? They've been there a million times. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen them win Super Bowls. I get it. You don't have to agree, but I get it. All right. Fun way to end the show with Eddie. Always a pleasure. I'll catch you guys tomorrow at 2 a.m. Have a lovely Tuesday, Fliegelman. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day listening on The Fan, of course. I'm told just now that there might be some wintry mix by me. Wish me well. If there's a commute for you, I wish you well. Everybody have a great day. I'm going to go get some sleep. Again, I'll catch you tomorrow at 2 a.m. right here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. The Fan. WFAN.